Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We had another win for the acclaimed at the start of Rampage, and I looked to the skies and I said... Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to a very strange episode of Ups and Downs because it's Sunday morning because AEW Rampage just gets pinged around like crazy when the NBA playoffs are on. Also, come June, it sounds like we're getting AEW Collision and that's going to change AEW Rampage. If people keep saying, Simon, what's going to go on? I don't know. I can barely get out of bed in the morning. Otherwise, though, we did have Max Caster, Anthony Bowens and Billy Gunn teaming up. And do not forget that Daddy Ass looks the way he does at almost 60 years old. And I'm sorry, that makes even less sense than 2 plus 2 equals potato. They were also taking on the Butcher of the Blade, Kip Sabian, with Penelope Ford in their corner. So I was just doing the dance of joy. Because I love all of these guys. So if you ever think to yourself, that's Simon Miller, he's really biased. When it comes to this match, I definitely was. Caster also said during his opening rap that the Butcher had a worse moustache than Vince McMahon. So I didn't see that one coming. And we started with Anthony Bowens versus Kip Sabin. Once again, my brain went, see, look at all these little pieces. We could make a feud out of this. The Blade then tagged in and almost instantly got hit with the Sizzamy Timbers. So I bet he was like, well, why the hell did I close my meat shop for this? Although he then tagged in the Butcher, who I think was still mad about the barb towards his facial hair. <laughs> he just murked everyone. He even threw people into the floor. Afterwards, though, he also took Anthony and chucked him into Barry Barricade. I was like, what are we even doing here? Let's bring it down. That is 18 on our Justice for Barry counter. And what is even the point of having this counter? It's about as effective as me doing this. I mean, what am I achieving? Absolutely nothing. Poor old Bazza, and we ain't even done. They rolled up the Butcher and the Blade as well as Kip, and they just wailed on Bowens for a while, as the crowd started to chant for Daddy Ass. Now, out of context, that is weird anyway. But also, who had this on their 2023 bingo cards? Especially because eventually, Mr. Gunn did get the hot tag. And he ran wild. I mean, he was able to hurt everyone, including doing this massive slam onto the Butcher when he hit Kip Sabian with the Famouser 1-2 breakup. It essentially just allowed the Acclaim to hit the arrival and the mic drop and get the 1-2-3. And I was looking on AEW's YouTube channel earlier, and one of their shorts says the Acclaim continues their journey back to the AEW tag team titles. So even though it kind of feels like they're going to feud with House of Black over the trio's titles, maybe after that, they'll go back after the AEW tag team titles. Don't know where I am anymore, Toto. This was fun. Up and <laughs> my word. Because we had this QTV segment, and honestly, it got me so damn excited. Because they were all like, oh my gosh, Wembley, all in. We've sold so many tickets. But we don't like British people, so we've got to dig some dirt up on them. And 
Aaron Solo was even like, I think it only holds 8,000 people. I don't care what you say, these segments rock. They even took the mick out of being Brit-ish, and you're just going to have to watch it. When we cut to Powerhouse Hobbs, who was sat on a sofa topless, reading from his book, and just being super-duper angry. So what a 180 that was. I am super pumped for all of this, though, because you think they're going to have a plan that will peak when we do get to that event in August. And the fact we're starting it now, we could have so much fun with this. And that's all these are. F-U-N, the most important word in the world. Give it up. Which is when I spied out into the crowd. Somebody had a lovely little sign. Because it said something along the lines of, Simon, you're my hero. <laughs> and give me an up. Now, the first thing I want to say is I shouldn't be anybody's hero. Again, I'm an absolute idiot and I can barely take care of myself. And even just then, I had a frog in my throat and it changed the way I was speaking. I can't do anything right. But I put my hands together and I bowed to you because honestly, this makes me feel so damn warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Bring down the counter, whack a one on there. And also, you will always get it up. When Tony Storm defeated Alison Kay. Made sense. Tony was out with the rest of the outcasts, ooh, too, but also Alison was a hometown hero here, so not only did she get a nice little pop, but when the bell rang, she just started taking apart Tony, until, of course, Soraya and Tony Storm, who were on the outside, not Tony Storm, Soraya and Ruby Soho, who were on the outside, cast distraction, ref didn't see it, they cheated, what's going on? Now, it did make Alison look a little bit silly, because I was like, why have you come out here by yourself to fight these people? You know what's going to go down. And Storm was obviously really pleased about this, so she took Kay and she hurled her into Barry Barricade. What is going on on Rampage? That is two. And there's probably more. I don't see all of them because it breaks my heart so much. But bring it down. That is 19. One nine. We're going to be at 20 soon. That's right. I can do Semi-C Street Maths. But I can't say Sesame. Just ridiculous. Reach of the Ring post also got murked here. And quick shout out to the person on my Twitter that for all these years has thought I have been saying Rhea the Ring post. <laughs> that really made me chuckle. Also, I'd never do that. Rhea Ripley may hear and she would kick my ass. Alison was then all like, oh my gosh, I've got a plan. Why don't I try and break Tony Storm's neck? Because she did hit a neck breaker. Don't shoot the messenger. When, of course, the rest of the outcasts were interfering again. I mean, these guys. It was basically Soho distracting the referee, which allowed Storm to hit this big old German suplex, do Haster, and she finished her off with the Storm Zero. One, two, three. And after the fact, of course they beat up Alison Kay. Apparently, she has absolutely no friends. We were reminded that come Dynamite, though, we are going to get that big six women tag, which I not only think is going to be very good, but it will continue this feud. And ultimately, I think we've done a very good job with it. I'm interested. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Up then, AEW got me excited. Because we saw a quick promo that the guns had cut after Dynamite, where essentially Ethan Page walked in and was like, listen, I don't have a group anymore. Why don't we be friends? And this ties into something that is going to happen later, so I will hold off my thoughts. But this is the kind of stuff that I want. The guns are really funny. Ethan Page is really funny. They're also really good. And given that AEW love trios... Well, put your hands together. When our big singles push for Carl Fletcher continued. All right. Because if you don't know, he also had a big win on Ring of Honor. On this evening, he was taken on Action Andretti. And because of that, these two just ran at each other. They were doing power stuff and they were doing flippy dippy doodah stuff. And I sat there and I stared off into the distance and I thought to myself, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And I know there's this big conversation about whether or not we actually followed up with all the Chris Jericho stuff when it comes to action. And on one hand, I'm like, well, no, we didn't really. But on the other, would we be where we are now without it? And we're never going to know. It's a paradox. It's got a solid chunk of time, too, and the fans were quite behind the Aussie Open member. And do not forget, this made all the sense in the world, because he is the next challenger for Orange Cassidy's international title. So you've got to build him, you've got to build him, you've got to build him. He did get caught off in the early going with a Hurricane Rana, as well as a Springboard Torino. And he looked at his leg. I was like, well, that kind of looks like an arm. Why don't I use it as a lariat? And he smashed it into Andre's head. He also threw action into the floor because all wrestlers are nuts. Where we got some dives. 2023 wrestling. Andre then went for the split leg moonsault. Miss land on his feet, but he still had his brain buster because he got hit with a brain buster. But somehow this didn't affect his thinking device. He got back up. He went to the top. He hit the 450 and Kyle Fletcher kicked down. I'm like, man, that's a big deal. The best thing about Carl too is that I'm pretty sure he has around about 789 moves that he can beat you with, and I always like it when wrestlers do that. So he picked up this guy, he smashed him with the spinning tombstone pile driver, which should be an ending maneuver, and he got the one, two, three. And on Friday, when it came to Ring of Honor, he won with a Mishidoku driver, so let's keep doing this. Also, I tell you, after seeing this, and after knowing what Carl Fletcher's done in the past, and Orange Cassidy being one of the best wrestlers in the world, yes, I totally mean it, they are going to utterly smash it, getting it up. The Hardy Boys and Brother Zay were being interviewed after this as well. I was like, yes. So they were talking about the fact they have deleted the firm. And when Jeff Hardy got the microphone, he was like, listen, I'm back. Me and Matt know that this could be our final run. So we want to go after the AEW Tag Team titles. Huh. Before they could get any further, they were interrupted by the guns. And this is when things got even better. Because they were essentially like, well, I don't like you, I don't like you, and I don't like you. We now have a third guy, Ethan Page. So why don't we have a big old match? 
I was like, you're damn right. Matt is still hourly obsessed with this contract stuff. So he was like, well, look, if I win, can I take ownership of Ethan Page's contract? I don't even know what he wants to do with it. But this is the best use of everybody involved because it's helping Isaiah Cassidy. It will help the guns. Ethan Page rocks and the Hardy Boys are the Hardy Boys. What else do they have left to prove? Once again, I am a little bit biased towards this because I just like every single person in it. But I bet you they create magic. I bet you... I don't have anything in my pockets. Yes, I do. I bet you this Asda receipt. And if you're in America, you probably don't know what that is. Point is up. When the biggest tease in all of AEW continued. Three with Swerve Strickland and his new boy Brian Cage taking on the Dark Order. And the whole time I watched this going, man, when it ends, we better see Keith Lee. If we don't see Keith Lee, I'm going to have some kind of a breakdown. Why has this feud been going on since 1912? We did kick things off with Alex Reynolds and Swerve Strickland, though, and those two guys are great. And when Brian Cage and Johnny Hungy tagged in, they just mucked around with the playbook. Because at first, even though they are big men slapping man meat, they were doing all this agile stuff. And all of a sudden, Johnny Hungy was like, haha, I'm also a power guy. And he outstrengthed Brian. It's like, whoop-dee-doo, who saw that coming? Everyone sold this like they saw a ghost too. They were totally shocked by it. When I think the bad guys got bored and they just started to beat the Dark Order up. Shit. They really did take out Silver for a while though and I started to laugh because I am weird. Because if you were going to explain this to someone that didn't watch wrestling, you would have to go, yeah, then Swerve and Brian took over. It's like, what the hell does that mean? It continued to get better too as well because all of a sudden Johnny fired back with a tiger driver and a drive of piles and he got a 1-2-R kick out. Prince Nana was then helping out on the outside so Evil Uno, who was also here, kind of glared at him when Alex Reynolds ran in there and he went totally crazy. That guy is an underrated wrestler. The Dark Order also went into all of their combos with the big old pin, which Brian Cage broke up at the last minute. But when he went for the drill claw, John reversed it into the most devastating move in all a sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Very sadly for me, that didn't work. And then when everybody was on their feet, bada bing, bada boom, double cuts. Nana then grabbed Silver's foot and I was like, come on, referee, what are you doing? And this was essentially the end of days. Because not only did Strickland then go kapow and he smacked Johnny from behind, we then got the JML driver and the drill claw at the same time. They did it simultaneously, which was pretty good. Brian got the one, two, three. And these new Murgles are on a bit of a tear. All of a sudden, the Gates of Agony are out here as well, looking as miserable as they always do, because, of course, they are the Gates of Agony. So once again, I was like, please have Keith Lee make the save. Now, not only did Dustin Rhodes come out with a pipe, but Keith Lee basically came out with some... I don't know what it was. It was just the biggest pole you've ever seen in your life, because he's a big man. Made me laugh. They were able to chase these two guys off, though, but it does feel like we are going to do this at the pay-per-view and we'll have some fun beforehand. And I'm going to Double or Nothing Live, so if I get to see it in person, oh my gosh, all of this would have been worth it. This was a good main event. This is getting it up. Which brought us to the end of Rampage, and as always, it's just an easy 60 minutes, and I, for one, will actually miss it when it does get changed. Although it could be quite fun seeing what AEW does do with it, and yes, we are going to up those downs for Collision, although it'll probably have to be Monday morning for a barrage of reasons I'll tell you another time. It's getting it up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's AEW Rampage. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Make sure you check out all the ups and downs from the week. Otherwise I will cry, especially smacking down from yesterday. That was an interesting show. Head over to whatculture.com and follow us on social media. At WhatCultureWWE, at SimonMiller316. My name is Simon from WhatCulture. Thank you for joining me on a Sunday or whatever day you do find the time. I appreciate that because nothing is more important than life. It was quite profound. Goodbye.